Welcome to episode number 86 of the Grab Blogger podcast. This is the podcast where helping academics change the world through online business. We're helping you by giving you the tools, the tips, the strategies, and the techniques you need to build an online business around your research experience, around your background, around your expertise, around the change you want to make in the world. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney, and we're back this week with part two of the Planning Your Road on the Self-Tenure Track session. So as you talked about last week, this is actually a replay from the first training inside the Self-Tenure community. In this training, we covered the Grablogger business map, mission, authority, and profit. We covered what to do first in your business, what to do if you haven't made any income yet, and then if you are running your business and trying to grow it, we give the self-tenure progress path, which is a map. They can use the map where you're at today, identify what gaps are in your business, and then use that to uh, figure out what strategies to use to move forward in your business. So in the first part of the presentation, which we covered last week, we talked about aligning your business with, with a fantastic dream. We talked about introducing this grab blogger business map, and we talked a lot around authority-based marketing, how this might be different than traditional marketing, why this is really a fantastic tool to use as an academic to then build up your authority in your space, become that trusted, that guided leader, and be able to use that to feed back into your online business and make substantial change in the world. If you're interested in the self-tenure community, you can go to selftenure.com and check that out there. We have a community forum. There's people in there every day asking questions, getting feedback, getting help with the questions they have about building online businesses. We have 12-week-long curated mastermind groups. These are three- to four-person mastermind groups where you're matched up with folks that are in the same position that you are in building your business, and you help each other every week. Take those next steps in your business. We have monthly trainings like the ones we will present today and in last week's episode. There's also private coaching in there with me where you can send me a message at any point to get help with the next steps in your business. I'm in there every day helping people in that private coaching area, but also in the community forum. Today's episode, as we talked about already, we're going to cover the latter half of the Grab Blogger business map. We're going to jump right in with profit and metrics that matter. This part is a bit technical. There's some math there. There's some examples there that we walk through. Uh, because of that, I actually created a work package that you can download at grabblogger.com slash 86 for free. has some examples of things we're talking about. as examples of the effective hourly rate equation, uh, some example effective hourly rate calculations that we talked about in this episode. There's a nice plot showing, you know, what is your crossover point? When can your income get to the point that you want to either leave your position at work or whatever you're trying to do in your business? We also have the self-tenure progress path cheat sheet, which really is aligns where you're at today. If you have zero offers in your business, these are the things you should be focusing on. If you have one offer, if you have multiple offers, if you're looking to extrapolate the, the winners in your business, and simplify, it will tell you exactly where to go. Again, you get that material at grabblogger.com slash 86. We'll also put a nice PDF download of the transcripts for this podcast episode there at the website as well. As I mentioned last week, this is a presentation that I gave over slides. I tried to give it in a way such that you didn't actually need the slides to be able to um, glean a lot of really useful information. So you can download the work package if you need to follow along, or you can join the self-tenure community if you want to get the full training as well as the other monthly trainings, and you can do that at selftenure.com. So further ado, we're going to get into this week's second half of the Planning Your Road on the Self-Tenure Track presentation. The profit side is a huge area. We're going to talk about business systems eventually, not today. We're going to talk about business models, we're going to talk about business divisions, hiring, building your team, leveraging your own time, all that sort of stuff. It's all going to come up in future trainings, all going to come up in the mastermind groups and otherwise. Um, I just want to give you a, enough information here to get an idea about this framework that we're going to be talking about at the end of this presentation. So metrics that matter. I like monthly recurring revenue as a metric over annual revenue 
because you get paid <laughs> closer to monthly, you're either getting paid once a month or you know once a week or biweekly. That's when you're usually paying all your expenses, especially if you had a team. So measuring that as your goal is really a thing that I keep my eye on heavily, um, at least once a week um, and usually multiple times a week. Your revenue annually can be the number of products you sell times the price or the number of customers you serve times the price. If you don't have any recurring revenue coming in, just divide that by 12 and you get your estimated monthly recurring revenue. But a metric that's, and I do apologize for the, the math on these slides. There'll be a couple of these and we'll get back into the, the ideas as well. A couple of people mentioned, yeah, giving lots to think about. This is the whole point of this, uh, this starting training session. So that's excellent. Effective value rate is your monthly recurring revenue minus your monthly recurring expenses divided by your hours that you, you work. And your monthly expenses, same thing. Some are monthly, some are fixed annual expenses that you can divide by 12. This gives you sort of a way to compare to a salary position. How much are you making for an hour of your time? Give you some examples. Uh, example, salaried employee making 70000 a year, um, working 40 hours a year with two weeks vacation. So ends up being 20 hours a year. They have an effective hourly rate of $35 an hour. You have a, maybe an underpaid salary employee, $30,000. they are still working 2000 hours. Um, that's $15 an hour. Maybe you, you climb the corporate ladder and you're up to $100,000 annually, but you're working, uh, I think that's 55 hours a week. It might be 50 hours a week. I have to do the math. Um, your effective hourly rate comes out to 36. So let's compare some of these rates then to you know, the, the online business owners of the world. Maybe you're a part-time web designer. You have one client a month. They pay you $500. Uh, maybe eight, you work eight hours a week getting new clients into that business and serving the ones you have. Your effective hourly rate is, is um, 15 a quarter, 15 and a half dollars an hour. Or with the hard hustling content marketer. I love these guys. I, I was this guy for a bit. Um, 100 ebooks a month at $12 each. You're working 35 hours a week. Uh, effective hourly rate of, of $8.5 an hour. My second year in business. So 2018, the, uh, the year that I mentioned I went to and sold at that conference. I had almost 60000 in revenue that year, 35000 in expenses, including travel <laughs> and attending the conference and flights and that sort of stuff. Uh, my effective hourly rate was sixteen thirty-six an hour. Just give me an idea. So when you start your online business, your effective hourly rate is probably going to be pretty low. It's not uncommon to see rates that are below 30, below 20, and certainly I've seen lots below 8 or below 10 as well. Um, but it's sort of a metric that you start to put in your mind. We'll talk about when you might be thinking about this metric on your business journey. I would have a question come in. What was MRE? That was your monthly recurring expenses. So how much are you paying out each month for, say, your WordPress site or your subscriptions, any tools that you're using, or any other expenses like team or, or people that you're adding on there? So good question there. So the one thing that comes up when you're talking about this quite a bit is, and and I don't know why we do this, but we all do. The, the first goal, or like not the first goal, but the first big goal is always, I want to make as much money as I, I make in my job, which is pretty arbitrary considering <laughs> the, the job is sort of just where you landed. But it's always you know the first thing we talk about. So your effective hourly rate, that's your, your dollars you're earning per hour times the number of hours you work, gives you your net income from your business. And the question is, your take-home salary, if you plot that against it, at some point there's a crossover point. And this is where I want to help people get with the self-tenure community. 
not because I want you to leave your jobs, although that's great if you do, because well, with all that free time, I'm sure you can do a lot of good stuff in the world, but it gives you the the ability to choose, the option to choose, the freedom to choose the life you want. If you, something happens like, I don't know, a gigantic virus that spreads across the world and shuts everything down, you're not impacted as much unless, of course, daycare is closed and you're an online business owner and your, your kid has to stay home with you for three months, which happened to me. That does affect it. But that's what we want to get to so that you have the freedom to choose what kind of life you want and so that you have the ability then to, you know, you're not tied to one job in case something goes wrong with that position. So we're going to go into some of the practical aspects of this. And we're going to close up with this framework on what you can use. So if you're just getting started today, if you have no offers that you're making people, but you started building up a website, or maybe you're even just getting started selling your coaching offer or some sort of products, if you're in this space, I recommend one to start building your authority-based marketing platform. We talked about the ways to do this, creating content, developing community, and think about what kind of change do you want to make in the world with that business how can you bring that community tighter together against that um, common narrative that you have? Step two is collecting insights about your customers. What do they want, need? What will they pay for? This will give you an idea of what the offer is in your business. If you're just getting started, build up this authority-based marketing platform and start to collect insights about your customers. Talk to them frequently. Create, sell, and test potential offers. I did this a couple ways before I got to the advertising side. I tried to do a a trainer pack where every month I'd send 10 slides to a bunch of people that did training in my space and then they would pay a, a fee for, for it. It was a terrible idea. It didn't work. <laughs> and it's that much isn't off, obvious. But I, I created some of these and tried to test and sell them and they, they didn't work until I hit the advertising. And advertising for me worked really well for my space, worked really well for the type of companies I was working with and the type of individuals I was working with. I found that offer and I doubled down on it for quite a long time until we started moving to other business models. And I always liked, there's a, a strategy called the five ones strategy. So if you're in this phase of just having, creating an offer, this is by Taki Moore, who has a book called The Million Dollar Coach. I've ordered it. I have not read it, but I know Taki from a podcast, an old podcast called Sales Marketing Profit. They ran with James Shremko from Superfast Business. Um, and I really like the strategy. It's focus on one target market or one customer focus on one product or service, focus on one conversion tool, focus on one traffic source and give that one year's worth of time. And the the time is arbitrary. Maybe it's six months or maybe it's a year and a half or maybe it is one year for you. The point is don't duck out early before you've actually tried to figure out that traffic source, try to figure out that conversion tool. Um, you don't want to be leaving that one offer too soon because there's a lot of nice things that happen in your business when you have the simplicity of only having one offer that get more complicated as you add more things in. You saw the brand divisions and logos I showed on my slide at the end there. Well, my story, we now have like five business divisions and a handful of brands to manage because we have so many kind of different types of offers. That made sense for us, but the first, it was only advertising and only built on our authority-based marketing platform. There's a challenge here. So, you know, what if that doesn't work? What if I don't get to the point where I'm making enough net profit to do what I want to do in my life? Maybe I need... $1,500 a month, or maybe I need $4,000 a month, I can only get you know, 200 or 300 or 600 out of the business. If we look at net profit, this is your effective hourly rate multiplied by your hours worked. And what it comes out to is the monthly recurring revenue divided by your, your monthly recurring expenses. So you have two choices here. You can decrease your expenses or increase your revenue. 
the problem with decreasing your expenses is you can't go below zero. So it's what's known as a bounded equation on that side. I know we're getting some kind of geeky math terms, but you can only go to zero, but the revenue you can increase indefinitely. So that's really the area to focus on or the area that I suggest you focus on if that doesn't work. And there's a couple of ways to do this. You can switch your offer. Maybe the thing you're selling and you've tried to sell it now for some set period and you're, it's not the thing for you, maybe you need to switch it. You can optimize your traffic and conversion process. And this is what I talk about quite a bit when I'm working with people. It's like, okay, well, I really like your offer and your audience does too. Let's optimize the process to get people into that pipeline. And then the third option is maybe you just have ran out of room. That offer, you can only do so much. Maybe it's a coaching offer and you're limited by your amount of time. Then, then you may need to expand into multiple offers, start to create what I call your, your business ecosystem. So how do your offers talk together? We'll talk about that in a moment. So I'm going to move into the actual framework that I'm suggesting for you all in the community, the framework that you can then use to pinpoint this is where I'm at. These are the kind of things I should be focusing on in terms of strategy and focus, the gap I'm fulfilling, and the metrics I should be looking at. So I call this getting in the zone, the self-tenure progress path. There's three parts, Z-O-N-E. Having zero offers in your business, having one offer in your business, having numerous offers. And then after that, you're really looking to extrapolate the winners and, and simplify because things get really complex once you have numerous offers and you start extrapolating them in different directions. And the key to this, and the reason I like this as the framework, is it's pretty easy if you're honest with yourself to say, this is where I'm at. Maybe I don't have an offer today. So I sit in the zero offer section. That is perfect because you know, the sky's the limit on what we're going to be able to do in the community. Maybe you have one offer. Um, we'll talk about what you should be focusing there. Maybe you do have numerous offers. You're trying to expand into new audiences or you know new applications with your existing offer. Um, that's important too. And there's just different things you need to be focusing on in that area. So I'll walk through each of these then. So if you have zero offers, your focus should really be around building this authority-based marketing pipeline. So building using content, community, and change. So we talked about content. Blog posts, uh, podcasts are great. I love shooting podcasts as those who, some of the people that are tuning in here have been on, on my podcast, which is perfect. Dust Safety Science will be over 100 episodes next week with that podcast. Um, it's a great way to, to build out content and it has the community piece built right into it as well. If you don't like sound your own voice, that's fine too. There's lots of ways to do it. You could expert round a post and do guest posts. That's really the place to be when you have zero options. Start to build up this content, start to build up your authority. The sort of metrics you're looking at are website visitors, number of subscribers, um, and the gap is customer insights. And how do we know the gap's customer insights? Well, if you knew what your customer wanted 100%, you would already have had an offer and sold it to them, or at least you'd be in a transition to having your one offer. And you can get those customer insights from the traffic you're generating, from the community you're generating, and from that change that you put out there in the world. If you're already at the stage where you have one offer, then your focus area is really... I suggest should be around optimizing your authority-based marketing platform. And the thing to focus on optimizing is your traffic and conversion step. So we talked about every online business, every online business offer, every online business is built up of offers. They're the same three steps, traffic, conversion, and delivery. Really doubling down on where's my traffic coming from? How do I get more of that? How do we convert those to uh, better, higher qualified leads, better, higher qualified prospects? And getting them into that that offer that you're making um, is really the good folks area. If you don't like the sound of leads and prospects and sales and sales pages, no problem. 
we will make this easier. I have actually two future trainings already planned on on sales pages and sales processes. We'll make it dead simple to do. Um, and there's there's lots to be able to be done there. Strategies, we talked about the five one strategies. In this phase, you're really look, looking at one customer, one product or service, one conversion tool, one traffic source, and giving it one fixed period of time. This may be a year for you. Maybe it's three months. Maybe it's a year and a half, whatever it is. Just make sure you're giving that offer enough time to make sure you're getting everything you can out of it. I like effective hourly rate as the metric here because a lot of times the one offer might be a service. If it's a service, you want to see where you're sitting. Are you only making $8 an hour with your service? That's fine because a lot of people are, but how do we get that up? And you start to see, okay, how do I add more aspects in my business that are increasing that revenue but not decreasing the number of hours I work? And the, the gap here is profitability. How do I get a more profitable business to increase my monthly revenue? And so we work towards getting to that point where our crossover we had that freedom from all the other things that we need in our life. Or, you know, maybe need be more profitable. And my big goal right now for the last year and a half for my business has been to pay off mine and my, my wife's student loans. Um, she did medical school and, and I did my PhD. So we know about the whole six-figure university loans. And that's really the biggest gap in my business. I'm trying to close my personal life with growing that today. If you are at the stage where you have numerous offers, you really start to focus and switch. Okay, now we want to optimize your authority-based marketing platform, but not so much on traffic conversions. Those are important, but how do we develop this ecosystem to what you're doing? Again, I mentioned this with Dust Safety Science. We're really looking at dustsafetyscience.com being the, the content, the awareness of the audience that we exist. Then we pull them into whichever direction is best for them. If they want education, they go to Dust Safety Academy. They want to hire somebody, they go to Dust Safety Professionals. They want to get involved with research, they go to Dust Safety Foundation. You can kind of see how we're developing and, and optimizing this ecosystem to send our, our clients and our customers and the people that are coming into our, our world to the best offers for them. We really started to get into selectors here, systems, bundles, stacking, cross-selling, um, upselling, downselling. There's all kinds of stuff that comes in. The business starts to get more complex here, and that's okay. And it's actually quite powerful, especially if you're willing to take the responsibility for it and to help it grow. Um, and that's something we'll, we'll do together as well. The metric I like here, again, is monthly recurring revenue, and the gap is really about leverage. Okay, we've, we had the one offer. It wasn't getting us to where we wanted to go. So we're going to increase our monthly revenue, but don't work yourself. I don't want you to have to work yourself to death to do that. I don't want you to do... I'm never doing 60-hour work weeks again in my life. I did it for five years. It sucked. I don't want you to have to do that either. So how do we get the leverage into your business to be able to make that more, make more revenue without uh, you know, working your brains out? And at the end, we have the extrapolate and simplify. So this really expanding your, your authority marketing platform. You want to find the winners. You want to find novel applications or customers for those and then simplify. So you go through this phase of, of adding more to your business and simplifying things out and adding more to your business, simplifying things out. I've even worked with, with clients recently where we there were numerous offers. We organized them all together. We, we developed the ecosystem at the end of the day, the simplest thing to do was actually take all those offers and put them inside a community and reduce it down to just one offer. So we, we went through the whole gamut of one offer to numerous offers to extrapolate and simplify. We actually simplified all the way back down to just having one offer again. And that can happen. And that's really you know, the type of stuff that you'll be looking at, your business systems, your business models when you're at this phase of your development. And the reason I brung up all four of these is because I know there are people in the community that will be at these different areas so I want you to be able to identify, okay, that's where I fit in. 
And these are the types of focuses, strategies, metrics, and gaps they should be looking at. So I mentioned there is a chart or a cheat sheet. I will send it out via email right after this session. And if you're listening to the replay of this, then we'll have it um, downloadable uh, just down below or somewhere on the page that you're listening to this on. It really is just a, you know, a grid. So you pick which column you belong to. Do you have zero offers, one offer, numerous offers? Are you trying to extrapolate and simplify your business? Then what kind of things should you be focusing in? You sort of circle the ones that apply to you. And these are the type of things I think are really beneficial then to start getting information on in the mastermind communities, in the, you know, the community forum, in the private coaching, and getting your business going along these lines of what metrics you're looking at, what strategy you're applying. So this is it. I just want to give one last push, I guess, to say we started with what is your fantastic dream? Are you on a path to do that? And I just want to encourage you at this stage to dream as big as you can. And it can feel kind of scary and sometimes hard to actually dream big. And, and it actually takes practice and, and lessons and learning to do that. But I want to share a sort of powerful message to close this off. This is actually the slide that I shared in 2018 in April when I went to that conference. And this line, this mission, at least one year with zero deaths by 2038. I was really nervous about it on the plane there. I deleted it and added it again, deleted it. I read Tribes by Seth Godin two times that week. Decided that we needed this as the common narrative in my community to be able to focus on circle around. So I put it on there. And that's been the the war cry for myself and my team going at these these challenges that we have in, in my industry. Uh, and we're not there yet. We still see deaths, um, unfortunately, uh, at least monthly and even weekly around the world and with our tracking systems that we have. So I can't say that we're we're there yet, but there are signs that we're we're making a difference. And I get messages like this a lot, actually. So this is a LinkedIn message from someone who graduated from the Institute of Occupational Safety and Health. It's a UK group. Um, it says, hi, Chris. I'm thrilled you accepted my connection. Thank you. You know, when they say it feels wrong, it usually is. I have that feeling I can't sleep at night. Given your past experience, how dangerous is potato starch? Should it be treated the same as flour for combustibility properties? They use starch in my facility, in this piece of equipment, and I'm really nervous about it. If you can offer any guidance, thanks in advance. I'm not sure where to turn. This is a recent graduate of an occupational health and safety program who was probably put in as the health and safety manager at her facility, saw some of the material we were posting about what kind of results have happened from explosions with these type of material that they're handling, probably had no clue that that could even happen. And now she's not sure what to do. And more than that, it's often very difficult for these managers to convince their line managers and their boss and COs to invest in proper safety equipment and to invest in you know the time resources to, to make it safe. She's not sure where to turn. So we were able to help her. We were able to give her guidance on how to talk to her managers, guidance on what the guy, the regulations are, the right people to connect with to get her helped out. And we were able to, to make improvements at this facility. Now, did that save a life? I don't know. I can't tell. But it sure makes me happy to know that through the blog that I built, through the business I built, we can do things like this where we are making facilities safer every day. And, and that's why I encourage you to have this sort of dreaming big and not holding back as you're building your business, whatever that is. So that's it for this session. I'd say moving forward, the first thing I do is just to download the sheet that I'm going to send out right after this um, that has the the chart on it. Just mark an X 
print the chart, mark an X where you are on the progress path. Take a look and, and decide on what focuses, strategies, metrics apply to you. What is the gap between where you're at and where you want to be? Um, again, in the mastermind groups, this will be something you should really identify in that first week. And, and what is the next step? What is that obvious next step to get you closer to that goal? If you like, you can go throw those into the progress journal in the community forum and we'll all cheer you on as you go towards your goals with that. The mastermind match survey is out. We're extending it for this weekend. So if you haven't filled it out and you're interested, you fill that out and, and we'll do the match next week and get the mastermind groups up and running and helping you build your business that way. Any questions for me, you can find me in the, approaching, in the private coaching area or, uh, or tag me in the, the forum as well and we'll, we'll be talking soon. So have a great weekend ahead. I'm really looking forward to continuing to bring these trainings monthly inside the, the self-tenure community. Okay, and so that's it for this training session that we delivered on planning your road and the self-tenure track. And that's also it for today's podcast episode. Hope you've enjoyed these two podcast episodes going over this training inside the self-tenure community. Again, we do trainings like this every month. There's community forums in there. There are curated mastermind groups, and we're starting the curated mastermind group the next sequence of that. We do them in 12-month increments uh, just a couple weeks after this episode goes live, so make sure you check out selftenure.com and sign up if you're interested before we do that next intake because it's another three months that you have to wait before you get in for the next mastermind group program. This episode specifically, we covered profit in your business. We talked about metrics that matter. We talked about what to do first if you're just getting started, what to do if you can't make the income that you want in your business, some ways that you may need to adjust and change what you're doing. Um, we presented the self-tenure progress path, which we talked about this acronym of get in the zone. Zero offers, one offer, numerous offers, extrapolate and simplify. How you can use that as your guidebook. You download the cheat sheet at grablar.com slash 86. You actually cross off where you are. It'll tell you what gap you need to fill in your business. Tell you some of the strategies to do that. You download the transcripts of this episode at grablar.com slash 86. If you found this material helpful, you can give me your review on iTunes. This would be tremendously helpful. Make an honest review. Tell me what you really think. You can also tag us at grablogger on Instagram or on Twitter and other social media platforms and tell us how the, the sessions are helping you. So as always, I want to say thank you for listening. I hope you have a, a fantastic week ahead building your business. I'm really looking forward to continue to bring you uh, sessions on the Grab Blogger podcast to help you build, build your business as an academic moving forward. Mm-hmm.